Well, the era of good feelings didn't last too long. There was so much optimism. And now, the head coach is pissed. Coming at you live from Richmond, Washington Football Talk Podcast. On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care. What up, everybody? It's Washington Football Talk Podcast brought to you by Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them. want you to do the same thing. Check them out online at oarsmanva.com. Uh, listen, man, Pete was right. He said there was going to be another reason for an emergency pod. I believe that the Logan Thomas contract qualifies. Sadly, that's not the lead story, though, because Ron Rivera is pissed off about the lack of vaccinations from this team. Before we get any further, We are simply reporters bringing you news. I am not telling you an opinion or anything on vaccinations. All right? So let's not try. Let's try like hell to not get caught up in this crazy, political, partisan, bitter divide. I just know the head coach wants his team to get vaccinated, and he's pissed off about it. Used an F word, and probably wanted to use a more severe F word, but used the word frustrated at least four times. Beyond frustrated at one point, he hates having the lowest vaccination rate in the league reportedly, especially after a year where they were so good about not getting COVID outbreaks. And I don't blame him. He is salty. And it, like JP said, it it's raining on a parade that could have been pretty fun to start this camp. And the frustration isn't about necessarily the science and vaccines and jabs and all those different things. It's about how punitive it is for NFL teams that don't reach that 85% threshold and how it's going to affect them moving forward in the way that they both prepare for games and how they're going to have to handle the season based on the fact that right now it doesn't seem like they're going to reach that that threshold. Can we put the one part in? I don't want to add more work for you. I can read the quote if that's easier because I know we have some technical stuff going on. I I think it's probably easier to just read it today. Okay. For the record, the technical stuff on our end – of Washington. No reason NBC to be defensive here. We're in a tent. Good to go. Like, it's just not easy yeah. to do is all I'm saying. Jeez, it's day one. Mitch is getting defensive. <laughs> hey, We're s- it's his umbrella. He doesn't want anyone to cast blame under his responsibilities. I get it. JP, you can just read the quote. Old-fashioned. I don't even know where the hell to find the quote now. You wrote the story. <laughs> yeah, I guess Somebody I sounds that. frustrated to me. <laughs> because you had to weirdly get defensive. Jesus Christ, we're off and running now, huh? Welcome to training camp. Welcome to training camp. Um, here's what Ron Rivera said. I have the very short quotes. I'm truly frustrated. I'm beyond frustrated. Part of the reason I walk in with a mask on is I'm immune deficient. I just hope that our guys can understand that. That's the very short version. There's bigger quotes available. But I think it's fair. It, when Ron found, So Ron got peppered with vaccine COVID questions. Uh, uh, expectedly, right? And he finally, I don't know, maybe it was Aldridge. I don't know whose question it was where he finally just jumped in. He was like, yeah, I'm frustrated. Yeah. I'm truly frustrated. I'm beyond frustrated. I understand it. He is immunocompromised. And there is this damn Delta variant. So it is different for him than it is everybody else that's vaccinated. I, I don't have an answer. Listen, there's pictures so you know, circulating on social media that some guys are wearing masks, other guys aren't. I talked to a number of actual 
team and NFL officials trying to get an answer on what the hell that means. And the answer is nobody knows. The only time players have to wear masks if they're unvaccinated is when they're indoors. Now, the pictures you saw on social media were players outdoors. They didn't have to be wearing that mask whether they were vaccinated or not. Why are they wearing them? I don't know. I asked specifically, if they're wearing them, does that mean they're not vaccinated? The answer was, we don't know. The, the answers on this stuff are going to be very ambiguous and very ambiguous on purpose. There are some organizations that I think are going to try to, I don't know if shame is the right word, but they're going to try to really point out yeah. the differences. But I think the Bucks are doing the wristband thing. The Steelers, right? the Steelers were originally going to do the wristband thing, one color for vaccinated players, one for not. And I believe the team, the players – came forward and said they basically refused to do that. And Ron was asked about that at the yeah. podium and said that they weren't going to do anything along Ron those lines. Ron said we're not going to identify who not, is and isn't exactly. vaccinated. Now, that doesn't mean that won't emerge, that information. If you follow some of the players on social media, you can come up with a pretty good guess of who doesn't seem into it. And on the other side of things, the NFL, the league, and the PA both have representatives at training camp. So they were here today watching how the Washington football team handled everything indoors with the press conference and the different designations for media, but also how they handled the locker room for the players and the players coming out to the field and that everyone, this is, this is strict. This is, there's no fudging it. There's no getting around it. There's no, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do, we're going to try and, you know, beat the system. The system is in place and both the league and the PA are going to be at all 32 NFL training camps enforcing the rules and making sure that everybody is following them to the T. Yeah. I mean, JP and I were in the press conference room. We were like six inches in front of this, you know, imaginary line. And we were told that we didn't know existed. Yeah. But we were told, Hey, you got to scoot back. We have to be 10 feet away from the podium. You have to wear masks. Anytime a player or coach enters the room, it's, it's very tight. Well, here. I'm going to, I'm going to elongate that story. So Pete and I had to like scoot our chairs back to get behind this line. And just to, to illustrate how there is no wiggle room, Joe Theismann had to move. Because he was, nobody knew about this line. He just sat in a chair. We're all wearing our masks, waiting for Ron to come in. And then they're like, hey, hey, Joe, we're really sorry, but you're in front of the line. And he just moved his chair. He could have been cooler about it. But, like, if you're making a former league MVP move, you're taking it seriously. And they have to. They have to. I mean, I don't want every day to end up being us talking about COVID vaccinations. But. Damn, if it's not a thing. Ron's admitting it now. For a while, you were able to kind of talk around it. Like, ah, we'll see what happens. Ron is now admitting that he's very frustrated, that it could lead to friction in the locker room. It hasn't yet, but he said that that's something that could occur. And that it's a huge disadvantage. Yeah, huge, huge disadvantage. And what's annoying for him is, you know, he says we have a group that wants more information. He's like, well, we're providing. We brought people in during OTAs and minicamp. I'm sure Ron is having very personal conversations with all these guys trying to sway them. And some of them just aren't abiding. And, again, that's their choice. But when it comes at the sacrifice of what could be a good season, a really good team, and you're putting yourself behind the eight ball when you don't have to, you don't have to. You can easily put yourself in a better position. Ron just wants that, and he's not getting that buy-in from the players. Yeah, I mean, he brought up the Broncos situation last year where they had to start a wide receiver, a quarterback. And when you're under that 85% threshold, that's a re very real possibility that an entire – unit could get wiped out for a game and that and he brought up the fact that it will affect paychecks for both that team and your and the, the team that they're playing I mean there's 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 definitely a big push to the greater good and the greater good being regardless of how you feel about the vaccines 
medically and all that. The greater good is the team in, here in Washington and the Shield and the NFL and the league. And you know, if you're the if you're if you're the guy that is costing you know 108 players their game checks because a game gets canceled, folks are going to be quite mad at you. And and it's it's going to be a thing. It's going to we don't want to talk about it every day. It's going to be hard to not talk about it if if answers don't start uh, coming forward. And every player that steps to that podium between today and, you know, it's gonna the be start of the season is going to be peppered with COVID questions because that's the biggest story in the league right now, and particularly for the team that's close to the bottom or at the bottom of team vaccinations, it's an even bigger story. Can we talk about that press conference real quick? Sure. Just I'm like, glad to. Like, listen, it's the first day of camp for everybody. We're all – we're all working through stuff. Not Mitch. Everything here is perfect. Mitch but, is perfect. But, Flawless. But, but, like, I mean, I swear, Ron's looking around. They had to sub out mics. There's just some, like, I don't know how to describe the noise. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like somebody was using dial-up internet in 1999. Like a walkie-talkie was malfunctioning yeah, every 10 seconds and, behind and, us. And meanwhile, there's, like, this relatively serious discussion topic going on, and the head coach is clearly getting mad about it. Not mad is the wrong word, but I think frustrated. frustrated. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason he kept saying it, and it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if people – if I don't know if 106 or if anybody ran that live. I don't know that, like – Hopefully the audio is good for people to watch these clips of four and everything. Uh, I don't. I'm hearing. I got one coworker not, from us saying the sound isn't usable quality for yeah. a lot of what we wanted the, to do. For the majority of it, the sound is is not yeah, good because it was barely good enough in the room. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> part of it being also the ten foot distance. Right. So you people are screen, asking questions, gotta, and you're wearing masks, so it's a little muffled. Ron's just, turning his ear to yeah, listen. Yeah. It was. It was. A, it was a tough look. But listen, it's. I would much rather be sitting here in Richmond today dealing with audio issues and, sure. and whatever else than at home on Zoom and, and dealing with everything. It's the same audio world. issues emerge on yeah, Zoom. It's or... Russell screwing up yeah. somehow. <laughs> um, JP also had to wear a mask that I gave to him, and he hated it. He oh. said he couldn't breathe. He also was complaining about it being a little wet, perhaps, which no, no, no comment uh, no, on no, that. No, hold on. We're commenting on all this <laughs> okay. since you're bringing it up. Um, I would not have brought that up, Pete. That, yeah, was, that, that was something no, that would have been that, good. Listen, I was trying to help him. No, uh, hi, Calm down for a second. So <laughs> – we have to wear masks in the room. No problem. I'll wear the mask. I forgot mine. You said, oh, I have one. Cool. So don't make it seem like I wasn't trying to wear a mask. I'm no, happy to no, wear the mask. I just you forgot not, mine. Yeah, yeah, you needed help. But you gave me your butt mask. It had been in your pocket all day. You've been sweating <laughs> all day. I put this thing on. I'm like, oh, why is this wet? You're like, oh, I don't know. And then luckily they were handing out like the medical blue masks. Yep. So I subbed out Pete's butt mask and just used the regular one. Oh, had, all right. I thought you had his mask on for like the 20, 30 no, minutes. No, I had it I on like, for like 45 and seconds. And he was like, I can't breathe it. And I was like, what, what is this? Why is it wet? Yeah. So and that's what I dealt with. What's scary is that was my better mask. The one I wore during the presser was even worse. So I'm sorry. Just Again, use the blue ones, dude. We can't be like Mitch. We're not flawless. And <laughs> we're just not flawless. Perfectly to start this camp. Um. <laughs> you want to do Logan now? Yeah, I, well, let's talk football. So I tried. So – the flow of questions in there just kind of is what it is. Let's say I went like sixth or seventh and I was like, Hey Ron, let's talk a little football. And he, he, it lasted for two questions and then it was back to vaccine talk. Yeah. And, and here's the problem and not to diminish at all the global pandemic that's been impacting the entire world for over a year. But like this public health issue is going to become a football issue. And, and like the people that don't, see that translation and not even translation it's just like a it's blending it's a, it's direct correlation right, between right but like it's just becoming one thing yeah. and 
And if you don't think we're inching closer to players missing games and, and you don't even want to think about the possibility of forfeits and game checks and all that, but, like, there's a road towards, hey, this should work out pretty good, and this football team is on the off-ramp to, hey, let's make this super difficult. Which sucks because they're on the road for this could work out pretty good for a lot of things. Right. Coaches, they're doing these nice contracts, um, but the COVID stuff isn't working. JP smartly pointed out it could screw them the most because they play two games in five days to start the year. That's right. And very that's not condensed to say, timeline. And, yo, people have choices. This is America. You're allowed to make whatever choices you want. But it's, it's headed towards a place of peril. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chantilly Toyota. Let's ride together. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. But let's talk about Logan. Pete, uh, take a little victory lap, pal. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think Logan should take a bigger victory lap here, and Mitch might need to actually take a literal lap because I think that was the bet. Uh, that was the bet. Was that the bet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Logan Thomas. That was not a convincing that the big man's going to take it, a lap. It's fine. I'm not going to push him on it. He's large He's and flawless. in charge. Flawless. Um, so what? Today, Tuesday morning or so, the news comes out. Logan signs a three-year extension. The numbers were eventually reported by a few people, Mike Garofolo and Nikki Javala. Three years, $24 million, 10 of which is guaranteed. And when you tack that on to what Logan's making this year, which is a little over 2.3, it really shakes out to a four-year deal, about $27 million overall. I think it's a win-win. It's cliche to say, but makes sense for Logan. More secure financially. Uh, cashes in on a great year. And for the team, you lock up a top-10 tight end at a top-10 but still reasonable price. And you just continue to show your players that if you produce and you show up and you do what we want, we're going to give you a reward. And I think that just is a nice way to run a business. So much like I think the Allen contract in reality is three years, 50 mil. I think the, the Thomas deal is really, because he's under contract this year already. Mm-hmm. And the guarantees are only about 10. I think it's a two year, $11 million deal, which when you look at it that way, entirely reasonable. Right. Yeah. Um, which so, is up from two and like 7.2 or whatever he signed for last year. What's that? Uh, he signed for two. And it's like about, it's about three this yeah. year and then about seven or eight next year. So he basically added on a good $4 million to the deal he signed last year. He's like, I'm being stupid. Mitch is shaking his head. We can just move he on. He added on $8 million to the yeah, deal he signed I, last year. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not a math guy, but I'm quite confused. All I'm trying to say is he signed for two and 6.7 last year. Now, if you're going by your logic, it's two and 12 point something. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Last year he signed a two-year deal. Are you drunk? 
because he's still playing on that the extra half of the deal he signed last year. His current contract. Right. Yes. I don't care anymore. It's it's a terrible theory. Well, it's that, not working. That, that victory lap for Pete really <laughs> took a I just crashed into a wall. Most I started there. running backwards and crashed into a wall. Dude, my boy, uh, <laughs> my Oops. boy Brett Pavitt texted me about you saying you hope I didn't wreck my car last night. I, yeah. I drove through the worst weather I've driven through in years, if not the worst ever. And all I can think of is Pete's talking about me wrecking my car. I was just being realistic. Jesus. <laughs> I don't think. God. You're, I, this is a rough is start how, to training camp for like, Pete. This is a short camp. We don't need to feel pressure. We don't need to feel stress. We sit down in front of these mics. We're all insulting one another. Things are kind of coming out hot and heavy. It kind of bleeds over from the d- disastrous 20 questions I had on your radio show, which is my fault. We don't need to talk about it now. But uh, let's talk about Logan. I gave you the numbers. that Some of them, no, were, some of them were stupid. <laughs> Most of them were accurate. Mitch, what's your reaction to the Logan deal? Just going back to the numbers real quick. God the point it. that JP's making, there's a two-year deal that he signed last year, and basically this extension is one year guaranteed $8 million on top of the two-year deal that he has is, is what the numbers are that we're talking about here. I don't know where you're getting your That's exactly your what I was saying. From. Thank you for clarifying. So just putting it together. <laughs> Listen, it's a classic Michael Scott win-win-win. Yep. Everybody wins. The team wins. They got a deal done before, before Logan hit free agency. A team-friendly deal for for him. I think Logan should be pleased with the amount of money he's getting. Eight mil is a is a is a large number for a guy who was a borderline NFL player last season. Mm-hmm. Didn't know where everything was going to lay, and the fans can be happy because a guy who has shown to play to play well. The team re-signed, kept in house. Classic win-win-win. Everyone's happy all the way around. And I think it makes sense. Sorry, JP, to cut you off. Logan knows that this offense is going to be more well-rounded, hopefully, and maybe his overall raw numbers won't be as high, so maybe he thinks, knows, understands that 70, 72 catches in 2020 will be his peak, so it's smart. When your stock is at its highest, that's when you cash in. I think he cashed in at an appropriate time. I'll tell you what, I don't think his stock is at his highest as it's going to be. I think he's going to continue ascending and uh, is going is, is to, as a player, is on the, on the, up, on the, on the uprise here in the league. Yeah, on the well, uprise. I mean, like we talked about, his numbers may not be as big, but as long as he's still effective in the red zone, and 60 catches or so. Hey, he's going to be a focal part of this offense. Hey, Weird Greg is back. You want to say hi? He waved. Weird Greg, good to have you back. It's the weirdest now. part of this um, pod. I think, I think it's a good deal for – I mean, this time last year, everybody's like, they don't even have a tight end on the roster. What the hell? Funny what a difference a year can make. Yeah, with nice coaching and giving a guy a chance. Yeah, he's I think Logan can play, man. Um, I think you'll see – Looking at the numbers from last year, and we had Logan Paulson on the radio, who I was talking to for a bit, I think you could see – I think you'll, you'll definitely see his targets go down. I could see his receptions go down. He was targeted 110 times last year. That's, that, that shouldn't be the plan. Yeah. Um, Terry at 134 should happen again. You should get Terry over 130. But J.D. McKissick and Logan Thomas each seeing 110 targets. Oh, no, thank you. Those numbers have to diminish. That was a That was a – Confluence of events of quarterbacks that don't go downfield and nobody else to throw to. So hopefully that looks a lot different this year. But if you get Logan 55 catches, I, I think. How many his, touchdowns do you have? Seven. He had or so? six last year. Yeah. I, I think the red zone impacts where he can really, really help. So what's your target number for Curtis Samuel? Then he gets 110 targets. So he gets half of the he gets half of the combination of McKissick and. And, uh, and and Logan? So if you go back to 2019, the last time Turner was running things in Carolina, um, DJ Moore, 
and Curtis Samuel were both over 100 targets. And I think Samuel might – I weirdly can't get on the internet right now, um, even though Weird Greg was supposed fault. to fix it. But, hey, it's flawless in here. Um, You're the only one that has a problem with it. I, it's just not working. I know that. But uh, and Pete, you have your stat from the last time that Fitzpatrick played a full season when he was in – when he was with I hadn't stats. finished my stats. Oh, I was just saying that both those receivers had 100-plus Certainly. Targets. Brandon Marshall had a bajillion, and Eric Decker had – 80 catches on over 100 targets as well. But there's no one else in that offense, no tight end to speak of. So it should be sprinkled See in a See if anything works, Greg. But the, uh, the point I was making is you had DJ Moore up in, like, the Terry roll, up north of 130. I believe Samuel was north of 100. And then you keep going down. Greg Olson had about 80 targets. I think that's what you're hoping for Logan Thomas. Um, that, those stat lines are also skewed because of Christian McCaffrey's involvement. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I think maybe you hope – Gibson and McKissick combined for McCaffrey's target total, but uh, we'll see. Now Greg just has my computer and is leaving. Um, Never good. Which is convenient because that's where my notes are for the podcast. Oh. Um, but we'll keep it moving. I wanted to, I wanted to do one thing if we're ready for oh. it. Oh, oh, big time, right? Turn, yeah. Uh, we'll go ahead, Pete. Uh, Mitch, if you have one, you feel free. Go ahead, JP. I mean, we've been doing this every training camp. I know, for but years. it's I'm just conditioned to do it when there's practice but i should have known that we were going to do it here um here, here's one as i kind of weirdly stutter i think ron rivera i sent a picture of him to my mom as he was you know you got to text your mom keep her updated sent a picture of him at the podium and she goes he looks healthy and i agree it is good to see ron you know well well built again past that cancer battle and he lamented often last year how he couldn't commit all the way to his job he had to leave way earlier than he wanted to couldn't put in the hours at the facility getting there late leaving early taking naps so I think Ron just looks healthier. Clearly, he's feeling that way too. And while that won't have you know necessarily a tangible impact as much as Fitzpatrick or the defense being better, I think Ron just being able to be the coach he wants to be gives him more of a chance to put an imprint on this entire roster. So that's my one thing. It's nice to see Ron Rivera. You know, he's pissed about the vaccine, but at least he's not necessarily sick anymore himself. I, I agree. He did. He looked healthy and. It was also spry. I think it sucked because I think he was ready to have a fun conversation and like. Because he's said repeatedly how he wants to be doing right, these our first time pressers in, in the person. Room. And then all there is to talk about is the lack of vaccinations. And, and it's an understandably annoying topic for him. Well, it's funny because he did the presser prior to the team doing their conditioning test because he didn't want to answer questions about. But I tried who, to ask him about it. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. But because he didn't want to answer questions about who passed, who failed, who looked good, who's going to pop all these different things. And because of that, because we couldn't ask specific questions about players in the conditioning test and all that stuff, he ended up with the COVID, with the with the, every question being COVID related. I still think every question. I think certainly, but there would have been, been two able, or three more. You would have been able to get out of. You would have yeah. been able to get to football a little bit because there would have been actual questions to ask. So your boy, real quick, 2019 Carolina Panthers, DJ Moore, 135 targets, Curtis Samuel, 105, Olson, 82. I think I kind of had that. I think, I think the confluence three for three. between. Scott Turner's offense and the way that Fitzpatrick, the last time that he had a full 16-game season, looked for his, with his target total means that you have a pretty good idea of exactly where the targets are going to be. As JP was saying, 130, 120, 130 plus for McLaurin, 100 plus for Samuel, and then on your way down. Yeah, and um, I'm with you. There was even uh, – who's you love that kid. Jarius Wright played some slot for them, right? Ah. He got 58 targets. I think that's going to be the Adam Humphreys role. I think you can really – Draw Weird. a lot of yeah. parallels here, except for the McCaffrey. I mean, That's it. do you have the touch number for McCaffrey? Yeah, it was uh, 287 carries and 100 
16 catches. Holy moly. <laughs> Holy <laughs> S. That's 400 touches, right? I mean, 287 yeah, and 100 387. I mean, it, I don't see anybody getting there. As JP likes to say, that's banana land. I could see. So he had 400. If if there's like a. A combo? Like a 250, 150, maybe? Eh. You can, get to, you can get to almost 300 for, for Gibson if he stays healthy. Yeah, but I I think they'll spread it around a little. I mean, Peyton Barber last year got work. Um, I mean, and, just, and he lost 15 pounds. I'm not sure that makes sense. Um, <laughs> JP, one thing. Uh, yeah, hold on. You got me down this rabbit hole, though. So, I mean, McKissick last year came in just under 200 touches. He had 85 carries and 80 catches. Gibson had 170 carries and 44 catches. So those numbers roughly add up to about 400, right? Mm-hmm. 170 and 44 is what, 214? And 85 and 80 is 165. So that's 390, call it. Here's some, here's some news. Players placed on active slash pup list include Washington wide receiver Curtis Samuel. Bum, bum, bum. That's from Tom Pelissero. Oh, boy. So that's he had that groin twinge earlier in the year, or earlier during a minicamp OTAs, and you know there's no injury listed here, but perhaps that is still nagging him, and that's not good. Listen, Pete's emergency pod's going way over now. Yeah. yeah. Congrats, Mitchell's your two laps. Thank you, thank you everybody. But also, that's not exactly the news I wanted. But yeah, um, we never saw him practice at minicamp, and you, it's easy to be like, ah, oh, well, it's minicamp. Don't worry about it. Ah, it's a thing now. Yeah, speed guy needs his lower body to be in good shape, and clearly it's not right all the way, and he's a new player to this offense, and he wanted to build chemistry with Fitzpatrick. Let's do instant 25 alarms. I'm at a, I'm at a 15 alarms. This is alarming me. Yeah, it's alarming. I'm not quite at 15. I'm at maybe 10 alarms. Yeah, the speed guy with 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 little muscle injuries, especially in the on the le- in the leg area, is troublesome. And it's better that he's been in this offense before and that he's worked with Scott Turner. So maybe it, maybe he's able to get up to speed quicker than before. But all of a sudden, you're looking at Deami Brown is going to be the guy that's going to have to step in and and play that play that secondary outside role and and maybe. That creates, we we're just talking about touches for all the different receivers. You know, depending on what happens with, with Samuel, that's going to increase that, that, that touch load for uh, for both Logan Thomas and, and Gibson and McKissick and, and everyone else across the board. Well, sh- so what were the numbers here? 25 alarm scale. Pete was a 15. Yeah, Mitch was, was a 10. 18. What do we, dude? It's speed, like I don't know how you can be a ten. Maybe fifteen's right, but I don't know, man. Look, all I'm saying is this team made a big splashy free agent signing with a wide receiver who is fast. He wore number ten. He barely ever saw the field. His name was Paul Richardson. Curtis Samuel was not that there. He's not even close to that. But it's just kind of a, a nerve wracking omen to know that his first training camp begins on the pup instead of the field. After not practicing at all in minicamp. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I'll say to it, and it's it's not apples to apples, but uh, you guys know I'm a Mets fan, and one of their starting pitchers had a pulled hamstring in in spring training three months ago, still hasn't pitched a game, 
still is on the 60-day IL, still hasn't come back yet. And, you know, obviously they didn't give you a, didn't give a full, you know, assortment of what that, what that injury was. Curtis Samuel had a twinge, like you said, Pete. Clearly it's a little bit more than that. Clearly there's something else going on there. And yeah, it's worrisome. I love that Mitch somehow made this about the Mets. Um, I think it was an apt comparison. So my one thing is now Curtis Samuel's on the pup list. And that leads me to believe, I was told earlier today that they think Landon Collins is going to be good to go. All right, so we have the Samuel news. I've been told it's not a major concern, and it's the groin injury. But keep in mind, he missed all of minicamp with a groin injury. It's only July 27th. I try re- to remain calm. I remain on my 15 alarm, though. But it's I, good to hear it's not a major concern. Yeah, but I watch what they do. Yes. Don't listen to what they say. CC they just put him on the pup list. Yeah. So it's enough of a concern. Sure. Um, but go ahead. No, I was going to say on the other side of things, Lane and Colin not starting on the pup list. Reportedly by our good friend and colleague at J.P. Finley NBCS. I think that's equally as 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 not maybe not equally as important, but equally as big a story because he's what ten eight months removed nine months removed from a torn Achilles and and he's back and ready to play. It'll be interesting to see. We've talked a lot about the Buffalo Nickel and the way that he's going to be used in this defense, but I think having a veteran, another strong veteran in that secondary, the to kind of help bring a lot bring along a lot of those young guys. You, the third, fourth, fifth rounders from the past couple of years is important. Um, Greg Stroman also on pub list. Does Shazer Everett and Tim Settle land on the non-football illness list? I'm not going to speculate what that is. Yeah. Pelissero said that 15 players today were placed on the reserve COVID list, 14 from positive tests. If it's the non-football illness list, I assume that's different from the COVID list itself. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Um, Jalen also- Jelks and Dion Yelder were released. Deion Yelder was a body at tight end, so that's you know one less guy for, I guess, Samus Reyes. Well, that also over. leads me to believe Samus Reyes is at least on the active for now. Yeah. Which, good news for Samus Reyes. All right. Um, I had a one thing. I Here's my one thing. And it's July 27th. It's the first damn day of camp. We have all been so optimistic since that game against Tampa – and Heineke and everything that's happened. And Pete thinks Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to the Pro Bowl. Then he thinks Heineke's a starter. Then he thinks Fitzpatrick's going back to the Pro Bowl. Welcome back to reality, folks. You got the coaches frustrated about vaccines. You got the star free agent wide receiver edition on the pup list. All of these things could go away before September 12th. They could all go away. We will. This could all be a distant memory as Chase Young sacks Justin Herbert for mm. a game-winning play. Mm. But... Back to reality. This, it, you know what? We're talking about, we're, we're mostly talking about football. And they're going to be playing football and we get to cover it. So let's just try to remember after a year of Zoom and removal and distancing, like we're kind of getting there. So at least we have this. Um, and I think it's a maybe a, a little wake up call for Washington football fans that not everything's going to go great all the time. And, uh, that's why you have a guy like Ron Rivera, who I think players will rally behind and want to play for, despite what these vaccination results might be showing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's a little complicated. Nothing's easy in this world. Sure. Uh, all that stuff is concerning, but you can also say Pup List sure as hell beats a you know ownership issue or lawsuits. 
And also remember, they just signed Allen and Thomas and two moves that look like very smart and prudent decisions. And tomorrow, there'll be a lot of developments on the field to discuss. But yes, there's things to be angsting over, no doubt. Be by far, everybody wants to talk about receiver. The battle at safety is now fascinating because you've got Curl, Forrest, McCain, Reeves, Everett, Collins. And they're certainly not keeping six of them. I doubt they keep five of them. Um, a lot can happen between now and the end of camp. And I guess the Shazer Everett is now on the non-football illness list. So all of this stuff will work itself out, but that is something to watch for sure. It, Collins on Pup gave him roster flexibility. Collins on the active. Buckle up, Buttercup. Buckle up. Um, all right. Here we are. Day cool. one. Do we call this day one even though so it's technically it's day, day one? Day no, zero. it's day one. So, per NFL regulations, oh. this is day one, and it's okay. a conditioning day. Day two and three are no pads. Day four and five, you can put shells on. So, think about fan appreciation day. They used to kind of slobber knock each other. They used to get out there and hit. You'd have goal line drills. Yeah, fans would be going nuts. But this year, it's uh, they're not going to hit until we go back to Ashburn, and fans won't be there. Yeah, but I think there's going to be, I think, as we know from watching OTA minicamps and stuff like that, Sometimes when they're in no pads and, and or shells or whatever it may be, you see a lot more of the spectacular one-handed grabs and, and crazy throws and, and interceptions and stuff like that because they can there's there's no threat of being hit across the middle. They can they can throw that football out there and, and guys can go up guys can go up and, and get them. Even Pete, who loves watching wide receivers, DBs, all that stuff, wouldn't you rather they hit or would you rather see the fun seven on seven? I like the hitting, but. For retweets and clout on the internet, the one-on-ones in slow-mo are the best of the best. I right. like that you don't sugarcoat that I love in any the way, honesty. shape, or form. Yeah. I'm selling myself love, love the, the next couple weeks here. Um, all right, let's hope there's better news tomorrow. Mm. The sun there's will always, come up tomorrow. Always tomorrow. All right, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. Uh, there's a lot of pods coming. Tell your friends. We're, we're coming for them. Uh, goodbye. If you made it this far, I owe you beer. Goodbye. But you gave me your butt mask. It had been in your pocket all day. You've been sweating all day. I put this thing on. I'm like, oh, why is this wet? You're like, oh, I don't know. And then luckily they were handing out like the medical blue masks. So I subbed out Pete's butt mask and just used the regular one. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together.